um, meeting to order. It is five o'clock. And um, both the mayor and deputy mayor send their regrets today. So at this um, point, if we could have um, someone step forward that would serve as chair for the meeting today. That would be fabulous if all was in favor of that. That would be great. Thank you. Sure, that would be great. All those in favor? Thank you. Oh, my work here is done. I appreciate that. Thank you. I think it would be best for those attending if you wouldn't mind to move your Okay. I'll try to make it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry. Still, okay, you guys feeling confident in your choice yet? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so am I calling this thing to order? Did you check? I did already. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to hit this with anything. Um, okay. First up is the agenda. Do we have any additions or deletions? And so that I'm aware of. Thank you. Okay, I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda. Councillor Good, all in favor? Great. Uh, now we had a couple sets of minutes to pass. So we have our last regular council meeting, which was January 9th. And I'm assuming we've all had a chance to read through those. So first up for the January 9th minutes. Okay, Councillor Shannon moves January 9th minutes. All those in favor? Okay, and that's carried as presented. Now we had a special council meeting on the 16th, so a set of minutes for those to be moved as well, please. Okay, Councillor Carr, we'd like to make that motion. All in favor? Excellent. All right, so first up, uh, there are no public hearings, but we do have a presentation, so let's invite forward our delegation from the library. And we will get started on that. And when you get to the front there, just you've you've done this before. Uh, I have. So I will uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and take it away. Uh, thank you, Councillor Scanlon. So I am Channing Stenhouse. Uh, sorry, correction, Channing McDonald for minutes. Still getting used to that. <laughs> Um, from the Peace River Library. I'm here to uh, speak on behalf of our um, budget presentation for this year, as well as to pitch to you um, sort of a modernization of the library budget that um, we propose to take effect over the course of five years. Um, so looking forward to and appreciate the time and looking forward to answering any of your questions. All right, so we'll start off with a little bit of a review from the last year. Um, can everybody hear me okay? Perfect, all right. Uh, so it was a good year. Um, these are guesstimates because I had to put this together in, in November for you, so it was uh, um, figuring out sort of extrapolating the year, this data that we had towards the end of the year. Um, we had about 42,000 items loaned and about 47, uh, just over 47,000 service visits. Um, we answered almost 6,000 questions, had almost 4,000 computer sessions, and here's a really exciting number, um, 7,700 program participants. Now in the past, our high, our high in the past was 5,600, so 
It has been busy and it has been good. Um, our monthly averages are, are holding pretty strong. Um, our card holders, um, so this is the number of people who actually hold the card. The library borrowers is the total number underneath there, so around 600 card holders serving about 1,500 people. Um, we've got about 32 programs hosted every month, um, so that's more than one per day that we're open. Um, around 500 uh, child participants every month. Um, 16 youth participating in programs every month, and 150 adults every month coming back to the library. Um, so really it was a very successful year, especially coming right out of um, having been forced closed for the first couple of months of the year. It was a really strong year for us. So we had some challenges and successes. Um, a couple of challenges, we did have some turnover in key roles, largely with our programs coordinator position. Um, I hear that there might be some uh, uh, similar experiences with the town as well. <laughs> um, we had to force programming restrictions for the beginning of the year, so we weren't able to run our programming as per usual up until March, just like everybody else. And we had staff shortages um, that are largely related to illness and just the new way of things. Um, but on the, on the flip side, we had some really great successes. We hosted our first ever books in bowling. We had almost 400 people come out to that event. Um, we ran our first ever summer uh, book blast, which saw us bringing programming out of the library and into community parks across Peace River. Um, we hosted community membership drives, again, outside of our walls, um, you know, getting people excited about the library in other places. Um, we welcomed the Peace River AAIC. Um, we saw a record number of visits. Um, so. I don't think 47,000 is our year total, but for about five months straight, we just kept breaking records in terms of the number of people coming through the library. Um, and we, we launched some new programs, um, our Minecraft program, which the kids really, really love, and we, we also partnered with a lot of the suicide awareness, uh, awareness initiatives. Basically, I'm, I'm presenting this to you to let you know that we have people using the library they're using it well and they're using it a lot. Um, we've got you know, some of the families that are mega savers, um, like the Eddie family that last year used over $24,000 worth of materials. And that's not a bunch of repeat checkouts, almost everything was new to them. Um, we've got patrons that are coming in almost every day. Um, we've got one gentleman, Maurice, he's there you know, four times a week for multiple hours each visit. Um, and then we've got families that use us in all the different ways, whether that's checking out um, the Roy family who checks out um, materials, they check out board games, they participate in programs. Um, what we're really seeing is that the people who are using the library are getting an immense value out of it, which is wonderful. Um, so again, a couple of metrics. You can see that uh, compared to years past, you know, we've got new members coming in, our renewals are pretty stable, which is good. Our programs are up, our visits are up, and our loans have been steadily increasing. There's a gap between you know, 2019 and there. Um, we didn't have the data yet as to what our e-resource, our e-books and um, e-audio books, what those numbers are yet, but I suspect that a lot of that with COVID has just kind of shifted over to the online platform um, because they are gaining popularity. So, what we really need to talk about though at the end of the day is yes, we're doing great. Um, but of course our funding um, has been pretty consistent uh, for a number of years. Um, 
And our last increase in funding was in uh, 2019, when we moved from threefold to 343, a contribution from the Town of Peace River of 343,000 to 356,000. At that time, it was a 3.7% increase. Um, and that was largely to deal with the fact that um, wages, uh, we'd gone through the 15 minimum uh, wage increase, the, wage, the minimum wage had increased, and so wages respectively also had to increase. But if you look at um, our budget versus inflation, um, so assuming that the, the, the baseline here was 2015, um, inflation has gone up almost, is I think over 20% at this point, according to the Bank of Canada. Um, and our library has only seen a 3.7% increase from the town during that time. Um, so that is effectively a loss in value that we've been experiencing. Um, if we are to compare that felt experience today, it's as if um, we've lost $57,672 in today's values from the budget of 2015. Um, so what this leads to, the felt experience for us, is that our wages aren't competitive. Um, we've lost some skilled staff, and when we hire, um, the people that, are, that we're most interested in, that would be most qualified, learn about our wages and decide that this isn't going to be a place for them. Um, which is a shame because, you know, I know that the library brings in a lot of people that are really passionate about libraries and supporting the community, um, and we're missing out on some really great, really great people. So to see how that sort of that uh, compares, um, there's the, Alice is the, uh, the provincial website for um, comparing, uh, finding the averages and comparing different careers and whatnot. Um, and if you compare our library positions, the ones that are within ALICE to the ALICE averages, uh, we're at 75%. That's what we pay our people is 75% of what the average is. Um, so quite lagging behind. Um, and then for roles that um, didn't exist within ALICE, I did uh, do a comparison between similar roles that are for town positions, um, and at that, it's a 72%. So just we're behind is where we're at. Um, and what that means is that we're seeing people go, we're having to recruit, um, and all of that recruitment, it takes time and it takes resources. It takes time away from other tasks. It reduces our morale. It reduces the services that our patrons experience. Um, there's that loss of community knowledge and uh, institutional knowledge. And ultimately, you know, it does take a tax on relationships. We're doing what we can, um, and we're, we're, we're doing our best to make sure that um, those experiences aren't felt at the front lines, um, but something has to give at some point. So our request at this point is that we look at a five-year plan to modernize the library budget. Um, and basically, this would mean we would look at um, some increases over the course of five years. So each of those years is an increase on the previous year. Um, where we would attempt to catch up to, not quite, um, but get closer to where inflation has taken us um, over the course of the last, since 2015. Um, and so the way you can see, you can see here those numbers, we'd just be going at a slightly steeper curve over the course of five years um, to get there. Um, the way that, um, 
the library is able to contribute um, and make some of these changes more immediately. So, of course, if we, uh, my apologies, I'm going the wrong direction. Um, the library is able to make some changes to our wage grid immediately if we can get, um, if council is on board with the plan of modernizing the library budget over the long term. We tried to put this together so that you could take smaller steps, steady steps, um, so that it's not, you know, suddenly us asking you for an extra $80,000. Um, we've put it in there um, in steps of about $20,000. Over the past few years, and by this I mean, you know, over the, since 2015, there's been a number of just small variances that ultimately have added up to the library having a bit of a reserve at this point. We'd like to take that reserve and invest it in the library so that we can make some of these changes to our wage grid immediately and then have that be diminished, have our contribution, that reserve contribution be diminished over time to where we can meet at a balanced budget in 2027. I know that um, that is uh, um, a big step forward um, in the long run. We've tried to make this, uh, do this in a way that's responsible, that we're using the funds that we have available. So we're doing our best to help ourselves. And at the same time, that this isn't going to be such a drastic hit on the taxpayer, that this isn't going to be something that comes out of nowhere, um, but is something that we build to in the long term. Um, so with that, the total reserve investment um, over the course of the five years would be um, uh, $112,000 approximately. Um, but we can't go ahead, and this is a part I need to stress, is that we can't go ahead and make these changes to our wage grid without, without some acknowledgement that we're going to be, we are long-term headed in the same direction. Um, because it wouldn't be sustainable for us to operate at a deficit long term. Um, this would be something that we would do enter into in a planned way. Ultimately, um, if we can, if we embark on this journey together, we will see the library made whole. Um, and I think what we'll see is that the library will continue to fit within the goals of the Town of Peace River. So within your strategic plan, your goals are a strong, safe and connected community recreation, history, social interactions, culture, youth and seniors, that's one of your pillars. And that is something that the library offers to the community in almost, in almost every point within there. We, we are able to contribute to um, that cultural experience of our community. Um, whether that's you know welcoming, being a place that uh, tends to welcome newcomers, or it's a place where families go um, for resources for their, their young children, whether it's, um, you know, we have a group that, that meets to knit upstairs once a week and just uses the space as a gathering space. The library is that, that hub of connection, and it's really important, especially considering um, we live in winter. <laughs> we live in perpetual winter, and, you know, the outdoor gathering spaces are wonderful but we, we need to have that indoor space available to us, that indoor cultural space throughout the year. Um, so while a pessimist sees a difficulty in every opportunity, an optimist sees an opportunity in every difficulty, this will be, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, nobody wants to increase any budgets, I know that. Um, it is a difficulty, but it's also an opportunity to 
make this space whole to reward our um, library workers um, fairly to attract the workers that we need um, so that we can offer those top-notch services to our community. And um, those are just some beautiful photos of wonderful things we caught up to last year. So um, I'll open to questions at this time if that's, I'll give it to you, um, Councillor Scanlon. Sure, thanks very much for your presentation. Uh, very well, very well put together and thought out. First <coughs> question is up, Councillor Shane. How, how many um, employees do you have? Can you give us a little summary of, of what that is? Yeah, so we employ 10 people, um, but it's actually only about six full-time jobs. Um, so if you were to you know squish everybody together and everybody was working full-time, it would be uh, right around 6.0 full-time employment. Why have you not had an increase since 2015? Is it you hadn't asked or just was declined or what? why? That seems like a long time. It does. Um, I think part of that, it's a great question, and part of that was we have truly been trying to honor um, the, the funding that we get. You know, we try to do do more with less. We are, we are trying to streamline um, and make do as best as we can. Um, and it's caught up with us at this point. Um, we did it, when we did make the ask in 2019, we did receive. Um, then 2020 happened and nobody was asking for, everybody was just holding on for dear, you know, for dear life in 2020. Um, and just trying to get our feet underneath us and at this point, you know, we have realized, I can't speak to 2015 to 2018, I wasn't here myself. Um, but at this point, we do have our feet underneath us. We have done the streamlining. Um, we are trying to be as responsible as possible with um, the taxpayer dollars. And I think the fact that we've gone this far without those increases shows that that is, in, that is something that we, hold, um, that we hold in high regard. All right, well, thank you very much for for coming. Okay, at a timely uh, day to make your presentation. We've got some, we're not doing the budget things today, although maybe the four of us could handle it. We're gonna wait till we've got a bit of a fuller roster and it's gonna come up later. But yes, thank you so much for your presentation and for the uh, the long-term plan. It's it's nice to bring that to us because we can kind of you know see that vision and, and where things are going and help us understand. Uh, or you have okay yeah I was just gonna do one more around the horn in case yeah this is more a comment than a question um, having been on capital during the last number of years when you've come um, I think it, it is time to recognize the fact that you were not coming to us and asking for amounts in the past um, and I mean that with the greatest amount of respect because I think you recognize the situations that were occurring with COVID you recognize a lot of other um, situations that the town of Peace River was in. <clears throat> I think if, if there's an organization in town that I feel has sort of played its part in assisting the town of Peace River, I think you have. And I think you've acted amazingly responsibly. And um, I'm trying to think of the right word here, uh, amazingly conservatively. And I mean that in, in, in guarding resources and in trying to maximize the returns on the dollar. 
the very fact that you've been able to get a reserve during these tight times that you're now being able to work with the town of Peachtree to achieve something like this, I think is really uh, remarkable and deserves commendation. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Very well put, Councillor Garrison. Okay, well, appreciate you guys coming by and giving some of your time to us this evening. And you've got a great crew that uh, clearly is, uh, is here uh, backing and uh, all able to come out. So good to see you guys and, and everything. And big shout out to the Eddie family for their uh, excess patronage. <laughs> and thank you all for your time. I appreciate it and look forward to hearing from you soon. Great. Have a good evening. Okay. We are on to bylaws. And utility rate and services bylaw is on the docket, and CAO Miller is up to the plate. Thank you. If I may just, I was just going to say for anybody who wants, it's never rude to leave after your presentation. So <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Bishop. We are Councillor Scanhorn. Sorry, have it. Um, so the item before you is on seeking second reading, please, um, on two utility draft bylaws. The first one is bylaw number 2125 that is outlining and governs the utility services and then bylaw um, 2126 sorry 2125 what have i done here oh yes and the 2126 sorry is the utility rates bylaw so to start with um bylaw number 2125 and 2126 were both given first reading at this special meeting of council on January 16th. Bylaw 2125 is for the provision to govern the, um, how we provide the conditions and the guidelines for providing the service. And the reason why we've separated this out in particular is our existing bylaw 2117 consolidates the conditions and the guidelines for the service as well as the rates that we are in fees that would be charged. And so we wanted to separate and to make it simpler and more efficient for both administration and the ratepayer when they're looking for just trying to find out the fees. We want to separate those two bylaws. So the one, two, one, two, five would be simply to, um, again, guidelines and any penalties for breaking any of the guidelines are outlined in that bylaw. Nothing really changed. It's been red lines. You'd see where it really is pretty much all just stuff that's been removed and put into the secondary bylaw. Utility bylaw number 2126 represents a 5% increase to the 2022 rates, and it has been amended um, since first reading was given. The amendment was to show February 16th as an effective date. I didn't really realize at the time that our Currently, we read our meters or our billing cycle is from the 16th to the 15th of the month. Moving down the road, we're going to try to um, align that with the monthly and the calendar dates. That's for another discussion. But considering the fact that our rates 
sorry, our billing period goes from the 16th of the month. We're not in as much of a rush to get third reading on this bylaw. We have some time. So um, because of that as well, it's enabling us more time to put out some communication. So again, we would just be looking for second reading as amended at this time. It shows 5% increase. And as we talked about at the last meeting, this will um, enable us to increase the revenue stream to help mitigate the additional costs that you know are being incurred this year through general inflation and whatnot. But it allows us also time to, uh, sorry, refine our utility rate model and really um, figure out exactly what we need to be on rates, particularly separating our water and our wastewater <coughs> rates out. So. At this point in time, we're just asking for a 5% increase to the 2022 rates, and again, to allow us time over the summer to do some work. And then in the fall, we'll be bringing back another bylaw revision for rates where we'll have the water and wastewater rates separated, and we'll have it on a utility rate model to align with it, and it'll project our next four years worth of utility rates to align with future operating plan. So if I left you all confused, that sounds great. I'll just kind of reiterate one more time. We're looking for a second reading on 2126 or 2125 for utility um, to govern how we provide the service and then utility rate bailout 2126. That shows a 5% increase. And then um, there's also two or three new rates included in the rate utility bylaw. One being um, for meters, cost of meters. Uh, second being for turning on and turning off of meter service, and that's for if we have to attend. So that would be if our utility operators have to go and turn a service off and on. And then I think there's also provision there for if there's a major hazardous spill. Okay. Um, so this is a bit of a rehash of what we did do last week and you kind of laid this out for us then. Correct. And, but you said you had mentioned that you added, is that new, the, 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 the four-year scope out? Was that a no, you, uh, sorry, that's just something that we'll be bringing, you know, in the fall, technically we're supposed to adopt, council's supposed to adopt a current year's budget and a three-year operating plan. And so ideally, we would like to have that um, utility rate model built out for utility rates for the net that would always align with the one-year operating and the, the one-year budget and the three-year operating plan. So that would be our goal for the fall after we review and refine our utility rate model. The goal would be that that utility rate model will split out water and wastewater, and then each from water and wastewater, both will have a variable and a fixed rate. Um, so that's what I meant about bringing back in the fall. All right, perfect. So pretty straightforward, second reading. Um, Councillors, if you have questions, I guess now's a good time before we roll on that. I know I've confused everybody. Councillor Good. Also give second reading to the utility service to the utility services bylaw and the utility rate bylaw as amended. All right. Any more discussion on that or are you ready? Yeah, go ahead, Councillor Carl. 
I have uh, quite a number of questions on this page 35 of 87 on, on these fees. I don't know if this would be the time to, to ask them or should we do it when we have more counselors here before the third reading? Would that be a better time for that? Well, potentially that would be good now because if there's anything they might want to adjust before third reading, that would give them the opportunity to do so. So I think that would make sense. To, to ask now? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, if I may, okay. there's quite a number of questions. Right? So perhaps maybe, if there's a number of questions, maybe it would be better if you could submit those questions to me and then we could come back on the next GMP meeting and okay. have answers sure. um, for sure. the questions. Sure. And then, then we can, everybody, council can have a good discussion about it again and feel comfortable. 100%. Is that okay? Thank you. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Um, I suppose that might go for any other questions unless they're quick up and down. Yeah. I have a couple, but I can give them to you to add to yours because I think they're in the same. Or do we start an email chain and get kind of do it that way? And if you would, before you ask for a vote on that second sure. reading, would you mind just rereading the motion? Because it should mention the bylaw numbers. Oh, okay. Just to make it, everybody understands that it's 2125 or an amendment or however. Yeah, do, do you have that agenda in front there, Councilor? I just got to get it in front of me. Um, I move that we give second reading to the, the utility services bylaw number 2125 and the utility rates bylaw 2126, the draft version of those. Okay, we'll do as the vote amended. on 2125 first. And those are both as amended as well. Okay, as amended. As amended. Okay. So we'll do the 2125 vote first and then we'll vote on 2126 if anyone has any objections to me doing that or we're going to make him read 2126 again. Mm -hmm. All right, 2125 uh, voted. <coughs> Favor? All right. Carried unanimously. Um, and 2126 for voting in favor. All right. And the same for that one, which takes care of our bylaws. No unfinished business, and we are into reports. Um, so EDC committee meeting, any members of that committee would like to highlight things, or are we feeling all pretty <coughs> speed after their presentation last week? All right, perfect. Um, MPC, anything that uh, members would like to bring to the attention? I was there and chaired that meeting, didn't I? I wasn't there. It, I don't know that it was anything all that exciting. Just uh, parking variations and things of that nature for the art club. So it all went very smoothly. Uh, and then the Aboriginal, Aboriginal Interagency Committee. I don't know, but is there anyone around the table that attends? Mayor Manso does. Right. And then I guess uh, Director Bell would be our other go-to on that one here. So that takes us to the MPT draft minutes. Mighty Peace Tourism. Uh, Councillor Shannon, you went to a tourism meeting last week. I did. And we were missing you. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> 
It was a great meeting. They had uh, plenty of stakeholders there. Um, lots of talk on the geocaching campaign they're running right now. And I think they had um, quite, a, quite a bit of people have been participating in that. And I, I myself might be going out and checking it out because it sounds pretty interesting. Um, they talked about pond hockey coming up. Um, that was a big, a big discussion, you know, and all the things surrounding that. And yeah, it was good to, to get there and see everything that was going on. But um, if you're on online, you should be, it, they should have a really heavy presence there right at the moment, uh, trying to market all their different uh, the strategies and campaigns coming up. It was really great. <coughs> it has been actually. I, I feel like every day they have a new post up when I check Facecrack. So it's been, yeah, it's been very, very good from my perspective. Would you concur, those else of you that have that habitual problem, perhaps? Checking on that. And then last thing, or no, we've got a proposed motion for those items uh, that we accept those for information items one through five under reports. So I could entertain a motion for that from Council. I can make that motion. Okay, great. All in favor? And then last there, um, Northern Sunrise County, Town of Peace River, IC Annual Report to Councils. Um, is that, well, how come that, is, is that not a, how come that doesn't have an item number? Am I, what am I missing yeah. there? It's part of the reports. Oh, okay. Should we accept that one for information all on its own, I guess? What number are you on here? Uh, it doesn't have a number. It's under number it five. It is it, number five, yeah. It is number five. It is yeah. number five. Oh, excuse me. There's a big space there and the formatting threw me off. My apologies. Uh, I guess we, it's been accepted. The, okay, the motion above the link is what mocked me up. I apologize. Um, um, okay. Okay. Sure. They made a motion of one to four. What did they do? Well, they did. I didn't. I did. We did get it in there. We just didn't. There was nothing. Is there anything to highlight? I guess now that we've already accepted it. And then we have our information section for the communication package outline, which we've already seen the email of. Um, unless someone has a question about something like that that administration can shed light on, we would also take a motion for accepting item number one under information for information. From Councillor Carr. Um, all in favor of that motion to accept? Excellent. Um, I don't suppose you've received a notice of motion, uh, CA owner? Ma'am, so. Uh, we have zero members of the public. Key communication items. So would we pass those on to you then to get to our new communication situation? Yes. Yes, that would be great. Thank you. Um, anything councillors would like to highlight for that? Anything that we would like to pass on to admin that we feel is a key communication item from the meeting? I like the library's presentation. I thought that was yeah, It was very good. And you know, it was nice to have some context from them around what they're doing to make the action on their wages now. 
Um, that cleared up a little bit from just kind of the number that we got last time we were having the discussion, but I was also good to get that number while we were having that discussion too. That helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that gap there uh -huh. was concerning. Sorry, go ahead, CEO Miller. So just a couple comments, if I may. Um, I want to caution you on the numbers of inflation percentage because, of course, inflation is 90 or largely food and um, gas, so it's not really um, works good for the presentation, but it needs consideration. And I, before budget, I understand the ask, but there's also it's a significant, it's 5%, 5%, 5%, and then 12% in the end. So um, administration, we will be doing some research um, and do some comparatives to other community libraries, um, looking at their financial statements and stuff before we bring a, a recommendation forward for future years. This year, you know, we understand council supports that um, recommendation and we've built that into our budget based on last year's discussions. But um, I would like to recommend that council considers carefully any future um, significant changes till we are able to do some research and bring back a little bit of comparative information. Yeah, and then also if they're looking for a five-year agreement that would kind of take us, that would take the town into the next cycle of council, which would be, um, well, we can't promise anything outside of our term, so nothing else. So there is also that to consider. Okay, we have no items under closed session and we can uh, move things right out the door with a meeting or a motion to adjourn. And Councillor Carr, wasting no time. <laughs> All in favor?